Welcome to the State of Stuff episode 1. I'm your host, Elijah Garrett. I wanted my first episode to be something kind of fun and not too political. Something to get our minds off of everything for just a little. Today's episode, One Minute Summaries, is going to be all about some of my favorite TV shows, movies, books, and book series, all in exactly one minute. I'm going to talk fast, so make sure you listen closely. Also, there will be spoilers in all of these, so if you haven't seen them or read them, and you want to, skip to the next minute. Okay, so first we're going to do the Avatar The Last Airbender. Some of this may seem incoherent, but if you've seen it, you get it. Also, I'm going to talk fast, like I said, like pretty, pretty fast. So let's go now. Kantara and Sokka of the Southern Water Tribe find Aang in an iceberg. Zuko, Prince of the Fire Nation. I must regain my honor by finding the Avatar. Chase them until they reach the North Pole. Zuko blew up by Zhao. Aang and Katara taught waterbending. Sokka in love with Moon Lady. Oh no, Fire Nation attacks North Pole. Zuko captures Aang and he's in the spirit world. Aang gang flee after getting Aang back. Season 2. Aang meets Earthbending teacher who waits and listens. Blind Bandit? Who is she? Her name is Toph. Recruited. She can use vibrations to see in the ground? Cool. Library? Solar eclipse soon, which means no firebending. Let's invade. Aang starts to learn earthbending. Oh no, Appa's captured. He's the Sky Bison. To Bossing say we go. So is Zuko. What? We found Appa. Daily conspiracy. What? Azula's in town? Aang and Azula fight. Zuko fights with, sides with Azula while Iroh sides with Aang gang. Aang gets zapped by lightning. Dead? No! Katara heals him. Everyone thinks he's dead except for Aang gang, so they knew about the launch of the invasion on the firebending capital on the day of the Black Sun. Oh no, Fire Lord knew about launch? Run! Some of the invaders captured. Kid flee on Appa. Oh no, Sodom's Comet's coming. Let's stop the Fire Lord then. Zuko good now. Thanks, Uncle Iroh. He is Aang's firebending teacher. Epic final battle. Oh yeah, Toph can metal bend now. Airship's down. Aang takes Fire Lord bending and war ends. Whew, that's timer. Now, obviously, with all of these, I'm going to have to leave out a hacky, hacky lot, which means, an example for the Avatar one, I had to leave out some of my favorite characters in some of my favorite episodes. Of course, that's just how it's going to have to go down if we are doing this in, like, one-minute summaries for shows that have hours and hours of runtime. Anyway, let's get into number two. Okay, number two, we've got Harry Potter. Jeez, this is going to be ridiculous. Like, less than ten seconds per book. Okay, timer starting now. Harry's a wizard. Parents killed by Voldemort. Hogwarts magic school. Friends, Hermione and Ron. Harry's a quidditch seeker like his dad. Quirrell is Voldemort. Book two. Bad Dobby. Ginny's missing. Gilderoy's a fake. Diary. Tom Riddle is Valdi. Kill Basilisk can kill Diary. Book three. Dementors? Seriously? Oh no, Harry's gonna die. Black dog sightings. Lupin is a werewolf. Marauder's map. Let's get annoying little Pettigrew. Don't turn. Don't kill Buckbeak. Time Turner. Serious is awesome. Book four. Quidditch Cup. Triwizard Tourney. Bobatons and Durmstrang. Wow, Harry gets nominated even though he's an old enough. Oh well, let's let him play even though he'll probably die. Rita Skeeter is a mosquito. I know she's a fly. Chill out. Harry wins, but Baldi's back, baby. Cedric's dead. Book five. Boring and long. Stupid umbrage. Fred and George leaves last year. Luna's the best character. Fight me. Sirius is dead. Rip my man. Book six. What the heck is a horcrux? Alternate title. Slughorn weirdo. Dumbledore forced to drink slime. Yum yum. Oh no. Dumbledore's dead. Snape is a meanie. Draco, I feel bad for you. Book seven. Let's hunt down those horcruxes. Boom. Done. The deathly who now? Bad. Goodbye, Dobby. Big battle. Fred dead. Molly obliterates Bellatrix. Harry is a horcrux? What? Baldi dead. The end. Whew, that was very close to going over time. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, let's go to number three. Okay, next what I think I'm going to do is Avengers Infinity War. Uh, okay, so these are probably going to be easier than the first two, but we'll see. Also, I'm realizing that these aren't really summaries, but more like highlights. Oh, well, here we 
Go. Asgardians are dead, and Thanos gets the Space Stone and already has the Power Stone. Tony wants to spend time with his family. Oh no, giant spaceship is here. Peter rushes out and hops on with Doctor Strange and Tony. I mean, he gets thrown out of the spaceship. Meanwhile, our heroes on Earth, Wanda and Vision, are attacked by Corvus and Proxima. Cap and Black Widow try to save them, and they do. Guardians try to get the reality stone before Thanos does, but he already has it. Space Gang meet up with Guardians, who just met Thor. Rocket and Groot go with Thor to make a new weapon. Guardians plus Tony and the rest of that ship come up with a plan to stop Thanos on Titan. Thanos then comes to get the Time Stone from Strange. He gets it, and their plan fails. Then he gets the Soul Stone by sacrificing Gamora, the only person who he's ever truly loved. He then rushes to Wakanda to get the last stone. The Avengers and Wakanda team up to stop him. They're trying to stall for time so sure he can get the stone from Vision without him killing without killing him. This fails, and Thanos makes it in. Proxima and the big one die. Wanda's forced to kill Vision while the, whilst the Avengers are fighting Thanos. Wanda manages to blow up the Mind Stone and Vision with it, but Thanos casually flips back time around and rips it from his head with that, and he has all six stones. In the midst of battle, Thor comes back with his new weapon and chucks it at Thanos. It connects, and we get possibly the most iconic line from Infinity War, you should have gone for the head. With that, he snaps, and half the population of the universe is wiped out, including many of our heroes. Okay, that's a minute. Uh, whew, these, that one was actually a little bit tougher. I don't know why. Maybe I had to, had to relay more information from the movie. Anyway, let's get on to number four. I'm thinking we're just going to do five today, and then I'll talk about some other stuff. Okay, next we seem to have The Office. It's going to be by far the hardest yet with nine seasons. I'm definitely not even going to be able to introduce all the characters, maybe not even all the main ones. I'm mostly going to be focusing on the overarching themes in it, and the things that are consistent across all episodes. Also, there may be some mess-ups in chronology, like which things come first or later. That is going to be very hard to monitor with everything that I'm going to be talking about, even the little amounts. Okay, timer starting... Our story begins at a paper company called Dunder Mifflin. Michael thinks that everyone at the office loves him. After all, he is the boss. He thinks he's hilarious, which he is, for, but for all the wrong reasons. Jim has a huge crush on Pam, and Pam on Jim, even if she doesn't know it. She is engaged, though. Dwight, the assistant to the regional manager, is constantly pranked by Jim. A few seasons later, we learn to love Michael and Dwight, and Jim and Pam finally get together. Ryan, the temp, the guy who Michael thinks is his best friend, gets promoted to the regional director, and something like that, and now he is the boss of everyone. Ryan gets fired, and we see him... Later, and we see him get hired again by Michael. Jim and Pam get married. Michael starts his own paper company for a few episodes and then gets rehired. Saber, a big printer company, buys the company. We see him fall. We see Michael fall in love with Holly, and he eventually moves away to Colorado and gets married to her. And Andy gets promoted to manager, much to Dwight's chagrin. In the finale of the show, I skipped a couple seasons there, but whatever. We see everyone exactly where they want to be, and we finally see Dwight's romance work out with Angela, and we get everyone right back to their places. My goodness, I messed that entire thing up. But whatever. It's a very complicated and hilarious show. You can't capture the... You can't with any of these, but... Whatever. I highly suggest you go read, watch all of these movies and books. They're all incredible, and I can't really summarize them all in a minute. But I'm doing my best. Anyway, on to number four. Sorry, five. Okay, next we've got Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Uh, probably the book series that had the largest impact on my childhood. Super great book series by Rick Riordan. I highly suggest it. And away we 
go. Percy finds out that he's the son of Poseidon, which was forbidden by the big three gods at the end of World War II. Percy finds himself in Camp Half-Blood, where he goes on a quest to retrieve Zeus's thunderbolt with his friends Annabeth and Grover. They succeed in this first quest, but Percy is almost killed by a friend at the camp named Luke. Percy then finds out that he has a brother who's a cyclops, and together they go on another quest to save Grover and Talia's pine tree. When they get the golden fleece, Talia comes back to life. They also rescue, um, Grover. Percy, Annabeth, and Talia find two new demigods. We later find out that they are the children of Hades, and the sister, Bianca, dies. Nico then goes on his own personal quest to save his sister, but he doesn't. They're, she's already there, like I said. Percy finds out that Luke is trying to invade the camp through the labyrinth, and so he goes into it to stop him. They manage to stop him, but he manages to damage the camp first. The titan Kronos is then resurrected and is now in Luke's body. In an epic final scene, they duke it out in the streets of New York, and Percy defeats him. All right. Well, that's all for the one-minute kind of summary slash highlight reel of books and movies and shows and stuff. Hopefully you guys enjoyed or at least could understand what I was saying most of the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, for these last couple minutes, I'm thinking I'm going to keep this episode short and sweet. Ten minutes, I think I'm just going to talk about me and where I'm at right now. So first week of school for me just wrapped up. It was super pretty good. I wouldn't say super good because obviously I'm not getting to see everybody in person. But it's nice to meet new teachers and kind of have everything in one place where I can just look at it, even if it is sometimes kind of hard to manage or use. Um, but yeah, that's me for school. I'm trying to get outside as much as I can. Um, feeling a little bit cooped up, but I mean, that comes with staying at home all the time, right? Um, but I'm trying to run at least once a day, or not run, but at least exercise a little bit, get out of the house, like I said. Um, spending more time with my family, obviously. It's kind of hard being cooped up inside with everybody. My brother doing online school. My sister is four, so she's not really doing online school, so that's kind of crazy and hectic. But yeah, um, and that's pretty much all I want to say right now. But yeah, also, I'd like to say thank you to Lily. She gave me the idea to start a podcast and also kind of she gave me this website that I'm using, so that was really helpful. Thank you, Lily. You can check out her podcast. It's called Minor Issues. Anyway, that's all for now. Peace, love, and wear those masks.